This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. An anthology about the bad, the short-lived, and the forgotten shows and events in television history. This is It Was a Thing on TV. Before I change my mind! I give you Super Train! Episode 416, submission number 763, Together We Stand. Together We Stand aired on the CBS television network from September 22nd to October 29th, 1986, for six episodes. Six episodes is ten less then Uncle Croc's Block, Hudson Brothers Razzle Dazzle Show, J.J. Starbuck, Schooled, and the number of aired episodes of Salvage One. How could this have happened? How'd we get so far? Thought we were a family. Now here we are. Together, we stand. All right, so we are in the middle of the 1980s, and the family sitcom is enjoying a bit of a renaissance kicked off by the likes of Family Ties, Different Strokes, Valerie, and um, some show on NBC that aired on Thursdays that we won't talk about. Night Court? That's not nice to say about Night Court. Oh, I would never besmirch the good name of Night Court. I'm talking about the leadoff show that night. Oh, yeah. Guys, I want to be your love slave. So all of a sudden, every network had to have a decent family sitcom on TV. But not just any family sitcom, because, you know, you can have a house, two parents, 2.3 kids, laughter, haha, funny stuff, all that stuff. But in 1986, they had to stand apart in some way. Enter television genius Sherwood Schwartz. You remember Sherwood Schwartz, right? Oh, yeah, I remember him. Gilgan's Island, the Brady Bunch. He's a legend. So this legend, Sherwood Schwartz, teamed up with up-and-coming writers Al Burton. Well, not exactly up-and-coming. Al Burton's been established in the game for a while in 1986. But here's an up-and-comer, Michael Jacobs. Michael Jacobs, he went on to create Boy Beats World. And dinosaurs. And dinosaurs, yes. And in case you didn't know, I told Chico and Greg about this. Not that you know that part, but this part you may or may not know about. Topanga has a baseball card. She threw out the first pitch at a Phillies game, and she was put on a Topps Now card. That's right. Now I have a question. Has Topanga ever been to the great takeout business in Philadelphia? (laughs) 
Maybe she did after the first pitch. I figure you do a good takeout business. Good takeout business. Yeah, we do a good takeout business. Takeout business. So yeah, Sherwood Schwartz, Albert, and Michael Jacobs are in the market for a new kind of family. But not a new kind of family. That's a show for another episode. This family has two parents, a biological kid, and three more adopted kids of various ethnic backgrounds. But before we talk about this show, we have to talk about another show. In 1974, while working on The Brady Bunch, Sherwood Schwartz had an idea for another family sitcom around the same vein as The Brady's. Probably wanted to sell it to ABC to fit right afterwards. It would have worked. This new sitcom centered around a new set of neighbors, Ken and Kathy Kelly, played by Ken Berry and Brooke Bundy. Oh, wow. Ken Berry and Brooke Bundy. Okay. Now, I'm into this. Okay. You can't go wrong with Ken Berry. Not even with, you know, his wow show. Oh, God, the Ken Berry wow show. Look on our random reels on our Instagram to see what we're talking about. That's got to be something we'll cover one day. So Ken and Kathy Kelly are in the process of adopting a child, Matt, played by Todd Lickenland, who is the younger brother of... Bobby Brady himself, Mike Lickenland. Matt says if he goes through with the adoption, he's going to miss his two best friends, Dwayne and Steve. Dwayne is an African-American played by Billy Pop Atmore. And Steve is an Asian-American played by Carrie Wong. So they decide to adopt them too. Oh, that's nice. So... Not only are Matt, Dwayne, and Steve best friends, they are now, in the eyes of the law, brothers. This would have worked as a standalone pilot, but Schwartz wanted to test the waters as an episode of The Brady Bunch, so... Instant backdoor pilot. Now, there is a YouTube video about hidden pilots that focuses on Kelly's kids. That's the episode of The Brady Bunch, by the way. And I suggest you... Search that out, because it's a really good watch. But unfortunately, both Kelly's kids and the Brady Bunch would be dead in the water by the end of that season. Now, time marches on, and given the ideal of the American family in the 1980s, Schwartz decides to team with Al Burton and Michael Jacobs to try the idea again, only this time with a former Trailblazers coach named David Randall and his stay-at-home wife, Lori, with four kids, three of them adopted. Caucasian Amy, Asian-American Sam, and African-American Sally. The story is that David and Lori were told that they could not have any children. So they adopted Amy as a baby. But miracle upon miracles, two years later, here comes natural born son Jack. For a while, they think that the ideal family with 16-year-old Amy and 14-year-old Jack getting in all sorts of familial shenanigans until a pushy social worker pushes two more kids on them. Because, you know, 
they're really good parents, and this is a really good family, and these kids are two really good kids, and we think that they will be a perfect fit for you. 14-year-old Sam and 6-year-old Sally. Now, this ideal family was anything but, and then hilarity ensues. So let's talk about this crazy family of once four, now six. Playing the father, the former Portland Trailblazers coach, David Randall, Elliot Gould, veritable legend. He was in MASH, among other things. He's in the SNL Five Timers Club. I wonder whatever happened to that guy that put Tom Hanks into the room of all the ever five timers. Because he was Conan O'Brien. His wife Lori, played by D. Wallace Stone from E.T. Nickname of the Scream Queen because she was also in Cujo, Critters, and The Howling. And was actually the voice of Ravina in not that Little Mermaid, but another Little Mermaid film that came out in 2023. There was another Little Mermaid film in 2023? That's what we call a mockbuster, Greg. Oh, I'm guessing The Asylum probably did that. It would be totally on brand for Dee Wallace because her nickname is the Scream Queen. Playing 16-year-old Amy Randall is Katie O'Neill, who wasn't in much either before or after Nothing is Easy. I mean, she was on an episode of Trapper John, an episode of Highway to Heaven, an episode of Empty Nest, and that's it. Playing 14-year-old Jack Randall, Scott Grimes, who's done pretty much everything. I mean... We've seen him in Party of Five. We've heard him in American Dad. We've seen him in the Orville. Also, a hell of a singer, if you've ever heard him sing. I did not know he sings. Oh, yeah. He is a really good singer. Oh, wow. Yeah, Greg, if you go to IMDb, he's on Family Guy. It makes sense, given that Chico mentioned the Orville and American Dad. Oh, by the way, Steve Smith on American Dad. So he plays... The son on American Dad, or the voice of the son on American Dad. Oh, wait a minute. I remember now. Remember the episode of American Dad where Steve was in that boy band? That wasn't even where I was going. Oh, where were you going with this? But you're not wrong because that. But I was going to mention on Family Guy, he actually played Michael Buble on an episode. What? I'm dead serious. I'm looking at this Michael Buble... And he also voiced Kevin Swanson, so so he voiced a son on Family Guy 2, the Swanson son. Uh, I'm guessing this is probably after he came back from war. Maybe before, too, but who knows. Okay, it looks like it's after because uh, he started doing the voice uh, in Season 10, and the Thanksgiving episode uh, from 2011 from Season 10 is where he returns from fighting overseas. So, Greg, you were curious about where... Scott Grimes voiced Michael Buble on Family Guy? Yeah. Season 13, episode 18, Take My Wife. Lois books a couple's vacation, but it turns out to be a marriage counseling program. Oh, this is the one where all the couples went to the island, 
and like pirates sort of tried capturing them. Okay. I'm guessing this is a cutaway scene because it wasn't like they're at a resort and Michael Buble was singing there, but I know the episode. Playing six-year-old Sally is Natasha Bobo. And like Katie O'Neill has not had much of a career before or since this show. And finally, as 14-year-old Sam is Academy Award-winning actor Kei-Hui Kwan. Who would have thought that one day Short Round would win an Oscar? But that is your family, and as you can see, the comedy pretty much writes itself. Sam and Sally and Jack and Amy are competing with each other for time and affection and to have their sort of backgrounds inserted into the family dynamic, as is evidenced by the six episodes that aired in the fall of 1986. Episode one, the pilot. An in-your-face social worker tries to talk the Randalls into taking in two more children, an Asian-American boy named Sam and a little African-American girl named Sally, playing Fanny, the pushy in-your-face social worker, which is completely on brand for this lady, Edie McClurg. Oh, wow. Second straight episode we talked about Edie McClurg. Oh, Mr. Rooney. He's a righteous dude. In reality, he's not. Well, no, she's talking about Ferris. Oh, okay. I just want to make sure we're not talking about Jeffrey Jones here because we don't like talking about him. Oh, no, no. Hell no. Okay, just clarifying that. (laughs) Episode two. Oh, brother. Sam asks for tutoring to attract the object of his crush until David and Lori discover who his crush is. Said crush... A lady by the name of Jeannie, played by another lady by the name of Tammy Aids, who was a that girl from that thing from 1985 to 1991. She was actually on eight TV shows from 1985 to 1999, and of those eight TV shows, only one of them would feature her for more than one episode. And that would be Silver Spoons in 1985, where she played both girl number one and Heather. Wow, what a range. Girl number one and Heather. How do we know that girl number one isn't named Heather? That's right. I mean, this isn't a case of stripper number one and stripper number three with who cares about stripper number two from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, you see. I'm sorry, the only one I remember is stripper number three. That's Titty. (laughs) Yeah, you know her really well. Good job. This is staying in this <laughs> Oh, you're damn right it is. I meant to say Tiffany Haddish, and it came out titty. Okay. This Natasha Leggero erasure will not stand, Chico. It will not stand. I-, I just like that Chico called her titty. Titty Haddish. <laughs> okay. I- I- that that was be- an honest mistake, by the way. Okay, that may have been an honest mistake, but seriously, I think that's going to be the new nickname for her on this show. So, yeah, we, we've had, you know, different things over the years, the dildo copter 
and uh, Clifford the Big uh, Inbred Dog and all that. I, I think our little in-joke now for Tiffany Haddish is we're going to call her Titty Haddish. And you claim to be a religious individual. I'm only human, Mike. Praying at the Church of the Titties. Episode three. Oh, yeah, you got off that really... Oh, I shouldn't <laughs> say you got off... Oh, no. Oh, God. Now who's making the mistakes? That, well, that was legit slip of tongue. Yours, I think, was was more of a commentary. <laughs> Episode three. It happens one night. Lori worries that she's too white-bred to be a proper mother to her two newest kids. Meanwhile, Jack and Sam... Try to watch an R-rated video cassette. But first, let me explain to you what a video cassette is. Yeah, you kids, you might not have been around in the 80s. You don't know. You don't know the happenings of trying to get an R-rated video cassette from the video store. And some of you might be saying, Greg, what's a video store? And my response is, shut the hell up. <laughs> Question. Just curious, when Kehi Kwan watched this R-rated video cassette, did something weird happen to his little short round? Well, you know, Data had those materials, right? And remember when he came, the Goonies when he came in on that zip line and he knocked freaking Mikey and Bram's mom's Michelangelo's David statue, and you know what it took off? Okay, Charlie Robinson. That's a penis. We've gotten some mileage out of that the last couple weeks. You want to talk about uh, cultural differences here? Episode four, Betrothal. The girl that Sam was betrothed to in his home country is escorted to the United States. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. How could he be 14 and already engaged to be married? But then I remember he's 14 from a foreign country and is engaged to be... Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is Wander Franco, like, 38 years earlier, 36 years earlier. Oh, God, no! Why'd you have to mention Wander Franco, Mike? Why? Because Chico said it was a different country and 14 years old. So, you know, I'm making it timely. I'm not making it good, but I'm making it timely. Prove me wrong. I can't. That's why we're moving on. Okay, all right. A couple of names in this episode. Playing the object of said betrothal, Kim Minai Noji, who you would remember as Karai in 2014's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Miss Bangkok in 2005's Be Cool, and if you have the DVD like me, Rurouni Kenshin Final Chapter Part 2, The Beginning. Greg remembers her as a realtor in an episode of How I Met Your Father. Oh, that's right. She was on How I Met Your Father. And playing Kim's handler, a man by the name of Chow, known entity Clyde Kusatsu. You remember him as Principal Shimada on Family Matters, Japanese Finance Minister Omono on Designated Survivor. I know Greg remembers him as Judge Lamington on two episodes of Young Rock. That's right. He was on Young Rock. And nowadays, he could be seen as Mr. Yanaga on Nickelodeon's The Really Loud House. The Really Loud House? Yes. It's like The Loud House, but far less animated. 
Is that like a sequel or a spinoff? It is a spinoff. Yikes. It is the live action version of The Loud House. Because that's what we all clamored for. Oh, and I knew the name was familiar. Because Clyde Kasatsu, he was on an episode of Super Train. And Hello Larry. Ooh. Making a low-key Hall of Fame case. Well, do you want me to add some more to make it even a, a greater Hall of Fame case? Yeah. How about the powers of Matthew Starr on one episode? He was on We Got It Made, the original 1983 series, for an episode. Three's a Crowd, he was on one episode. So that right there is, I think, five. And then this is six. So maybe something a little more than a low-key Hall of Fame case. But we have definitely talked about him at length on a number of shows. Episode five, Socks and Bonds. Jack is jealous about the newfound relationship between Sam and Lori after Lori buys Sam new clothes. You know what this reminds me of? You, Master has given Dobby a sock. Dobby is a free elf. What the hell is that? Harry Potter, Greg. Oh, that's right. Oh, R.I.P. Michael Gambon. We'll miss you, Dumbledore. I will not forget him, nor the corner of the Top Gear test track that bears his name. I'm sure Jeremy Clarkson is mourning his death, too. And finally, oh dear. First of all, all letters for this episode name should go to the writer Mark Miller, but it is called A Chicken in Every Walk. Oh! Not to justify it, but it was a different time. Sam runs for class president with Jack as his campaign manager, but a rift between the brothers prompts Jack to enter the race as well. This is like the episode of Family Guy where Peter ran against Lois for class president because Peter wanted Mr. Farkas back. Who do you think would win between Steve Smith and Short Round? Short Round? Uh, I don't know. My money's on Steve. He's got the advantage of having his dad in the CIA. Uh, good point. All right. So that was the series. NBC, who did not pick up this show, instead it went to CBS, as we said before. Brandon Tartikoff, he said that the concept behind Together We Stand was something Sherwood Schwartz has been trying to peddle for eons. A feel-good comedy that combines the Mr. Black show with the Brady Bunch and you would have thought it worked right so now the question becomes what happened yeah what did happen well the show originally launched on Monday nights after Kate and Allie a known commodity that fit the schedule like a glove hold on hold on you said Monday nights right Monday nights, 1986, on CBS. I know where this is going. You know where let, this is going? Let me guess. Monday night football? Not to start. Monday night football started at 9. This aired at 8.30. So that's why I say not necessarily. What it went up against, at least for its premiere, it went up against Amazing Stories on NBC, 
So this would have been the second season of Amazing Stories, the Steven Spielberg show, which was really good, but didn't last long. And this is not a bad lead-in, if you will, for Monday Night Football. The second half hour of MacGyver. Oh, that does it. Yeah. You're not going to beat Richard Dean Anderson. And really, I don't think you're going to beat MacGyver, especially because it was the lead into Monday Night Football. Yeah, MacGyver by itself, you're probably not going to beat it, but you're definitely not going to beat it as the lead in to Monday Night Football, especially this premiere game. The Bears at the Packers. And let's remember, this is the year where the Bears were the reigning Super Bowl champions, 1986. When the schedule was announced, it was actually supposed to be on to lead off the night with a new show that would ultimately founder itself. We will be covering this on a future episode, Better Days with Raphael Sparge. Oh, a but, basketball drama. Yeah. Ultimately, CBS decided to put it on after Kate and Allie, where it would have a chance to, you know, gain an audience. And, you know, against MacGyver and Amazing Stories, interesting counter-programming there. Well, I have numbers. You do have the numbers. I want to hear the numbers. Judge for yourself. Now, from what I can tell, this is... From the second week. I'm tempted to think it's the first week, but maybe it's the second week. Because Together We Stand aired twice. There was a preview episode. And the preview episode out of 73 shows that week was 23rd. Not bad. Now, I don't know if that's the Monday episode or if that's another episode. Because the second episode I see, again, 73 shows. 68th. But also, when you take a look at the shows on Monday night it went up against, I'm going to compare the preview episode to MacGyver and Amazing Stories. So I said 23rd. Amazing Stories was 38th that week. And MacGyver was 49th. So conceivably, if this preview episode aired against those two shows, it won the time slot. But if it didn't, Man, that's just ugly. And if I take a look at Kate and Allie's ratings this week, how about this for a drop-off? Kate and Allie was tied for 17th that week. So look how much of its lead-in it lost. It went from a 19.3 rating down to a 10. So they lost probably very close to half their audience. I've got to clarify a point there. The first episode... That aired out of Kate Daly was a 17.1, which was good for 24th. The second episode, which aired out of Kate Daly, was an 18.1, which is good for 23rd. And then it moved to Wednesday because CBS thinks it has another hit on its hands, leading into Better Days and Magnum P.I. and The Equalizer. That's where the drop-off happens because episode three had a 10.0. Okay, so that's the 10.0 that I found. But oddly enough, it looks like it came from week two. Just looking at the air dates, I think I see what happened. I think the second episode was that preview, per se, and then Wednesday night was the proper episode, if you will. And yeah, that move didn't work out 
terribly well. People saw the show on Monday night, but they just didn't follow on Wednesday. Oh, and I think I know what aired on Wednesday night as counter-programming. And if my guess is right, yikes. Monday offered a chance for a show that could succeed. Wednesday offered up competition from Upstart Hits Perfect Strangers on ABC and Highway to Heaven on NBC. I knew about Highway to Heaven. That was the one I was expecting. But you're talking about the second season of Perfect Strangers? That's a gut punch. You're not getting out of that one. According to the extent of our research, that episode, the episode that airs on Wednesdays, out of 72 shows, ranked 68th. You know what was a shame? It didn't drop one more spot because you know what would have ranked, guys. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. It's a trap! See, we're not falling into that trap. 69th, nice. Okay. Uh, so... The following week, so this would be uh, episode four, it ranked 51st out of 64 shows. And then the week after, so we're talking October 13th to the 19th, 43rd out of 64 shows. So again, bottom third, or roughly bottom third. So it's not looking terribly well. Oh, look at this. October 27th to November 2nd of 86. 64th out of 74 shows. I'm seeing a pattern here, and this is not a good pattern. And you know what also probably hurt this, Mike? What was going on the previous week, Mike? I think uh, I know what you're talking about, the World Series. Yeah, between the Mets and the Red Sox. Because Game 4 would have aired that Wednesday night. And that was a priceless World Series. Even earlier than that particular week, CBS saw the writing on the wall. In fact, on October 21st, they announced several changes, including putting Together We Stand and The Twilight Zone on hiatus and better days out of its misery. But they weren't exactly done with the Randalls. So what happened to them? What happened to the show? And more specifically, what happened to the father? We'll answer these questions right after these era-appropriate commercials. Wednesday, at a special time, a local hero comes home. When you're number one like Double D, people look at you different. That's the kind of life I want. First class all the way. And provides a rude awakening. You're the best thing that ever came out of this school. I'm not as good as you make me out to be. A special episode of Better Days, followed by Together We Stand, Wednesday. Thursday, surfs up for Rick and AJ. Weird. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a real tough one. You want the weird news? A killer's betting that they'll wipe out. Forget I said that. Simon and Simon. Then, everybody always gets what's coming to them. I'm going to get my divorce finalized. I ought to get some credit where credit is due. Something will put me up to it. Nuts landing and an unexpected tragedy. I'm not doing fine. I'm losing it. Drives K.O. into the arms of her past. Stay with me. K.O. Bryan, Thursday on CBS. 
Good evening from CBS News. This is Newsbreak. United Press says that the U.S., Kuwaiti, and British embassies in Greece are on alert tonight after reports that an Arab hit squad has entered that country. The United States proposed in Geneva today that all long-range or ballistic missiles be eliminated in 10 years. It's the same deal talked about at the Iceland summit, but now the U.S. Joint Chiefs have given it their okay. The Statue of Liberty finally turned 100 today, more than four months after birthday festivities began on the 4th of July. Today's actual anniversary was marked with a small ceremony and various musical tributes. Do you know someone that got up on the wrong side of the bed this morning? Send them an FTD pick-me-up bouquet. It's bright flowers, rainbow coffee mug, and reusable tote bag. We'll put them back in the swing of things. Cancer deaths can be cut in half by the end of the century, says the American Cancer Institute. Its plan calls for major campaigns against cigarette smoking and poor diet. And New York and Boston were a study in contrast today. Boston was somber and subdued after last night's Red Sox loss in the World Series. But a shuttle ride away in New York, it was a sky full of paper and two million fans on the streets to greet the world champion Mets. Bill Curtis, CBS News, Chicago. This is CBS. So when we last left the Randall family of Together We Stand, we had two parents, four kids, and no TV show, with the network pulling it after six episodes. Six mediocre rating episodes. You would think that this would be the end of the story. For any other TV show, it would be. But, surprise! Episode 416.5, submission number 763, Bravo! Nothing is easy. Nothing is Easy aired on the CBS television network from February 8th to April 24th, 1987 for 13 episodes, six of which went unaired. So wait, I'm confused. Is this three episodes less than Uncle Croc's Block, Hudson Brothers Razzle Dazzle Show, J.J. Starbuck, Schooled, and the number of aired episodes of Salvage One? Or... Since this is the second time we're mentioning it, do I need to add those two 16s together and make it 32 and say that the total number of episodes, which was 19, is 13 less episodes than double the number of episodes of Uncle Crocs Block, Hudson Brothers Residence, so J.J. Starbucks schooled and double the number of aired episodes of Salvage One. I'm sorry. I'm confused. Greg is giving me that look. What the hell? Is Greg giving me a finger? No. Oh, my God. I think I see drool actually coming out of Greg's mouth. <laughs> He's that shocked. I I'm sorry for blowing your mind, Greg. Here's the theme music.
it's a retooling of the premise. And that retooling saw D. Wallace Stone's Laurie Randall all of a sudden as single parents of four after the writers decided to kill off Elliot Gould's character in a car crash when Gould declines to return for the revamp. The reasoning behind the move, a mystery to this very day. And you know what? Props to CBS for basically treating this like an entirely different TV show. Hey, nobody watched the original show. Who's going to notice? But yeah, everybody except for Elliot Gould came back. So to fill in the void, we have a fussy divorced neighbor named Marion Simmons, played by Julia Mihinis, a stage soprano best known for originating the role of Hodel in Fiddler on the Roof on Broadway. But now with the sudden departure of the dad, we'd have a new batch of issues with an absentee father and a nosy neighbor, all of which is brought up in the first episode of Nothing is Easy, entitled We're a Family. An adoption agency wants Sam and Sally back. Meanwhile, Lori tries to cram for a big test. You see, now that she is by herself, she has gone back to school to become a stenographer. Playing the adoption agent, Dan Chasen, Burton Collins wasn't in much of anything for a long time but was in a lot of TV movies. Episode 2, I Never Dance With Mother. Sam finds it difficult to talk to anyone about his new love. Episode 3, A Kiss Is Just A Kiss. Jack is teased at school after he fades from kissing a girl. Woo-woo! Oh, Steve Smith, you're doing Steve Smith stuff 18 years before American Dad is even a thing. Because seriously, I think that's a total Steve Smith thing, fainting after he gets a kiss from a girl. That does seem like a total Steve Smith thing, doesn't it? Episode 4, Double Date. Lori agrees to go out on a double date with Marion, but fears that her blind date won't be a dream come true. Sisters are doing it for themselves, except that these sisters are mothers. So mothers are doing it for themselves. Episode 5. Mother, can you spare a dime? Lori convinces the kids have a garage sale when they all want money. What do they all want, Jimmy Walker? Money! We haven't heard that for ages. A person that doesn't have a character name in this episode uh, appears... It's a gentleman by the name of Ryan Lambert. The reason I mention him is he was on 65 episodes of Kids Incorporated. I totally remember Kids Incorporated. It was the show that gave us Martika and Fergie. Wait, Martika was on Kids Incorporated? Martika was on Kids Incorporated. Oh, wow. I didn't know the girl who sang Toy Soldiers was on that show. But remember, my parents didn't buy Disney Channel. Mario Lopez was also on Kids Incorporated. Oh. I don't know if he was dancing or drumming, but he could do both. Also, I found another person that was on Kids Incorporated, and I'm surprised this person actually had a career this late. 
Moosey Dreyer, who was a kid actor on the later seasons of Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In. I thought he had no career after like 1973. He was on 90 episodes. Shows what you know, Mike. Well, he would have been 20 at the time because I think he was like eight years old uh, in that final season of Laugh-In. So it fits, sort of. You know, not the same age range as Mario Lopez, obviously, or Fergie, but works to a point, I think. And Jennifer Love Hewitt was on it, too? What? I'm sorry, what? 35 episodes, 1989 to 1991, as Robin. That's what you get when you scroll down the IMDb page. Watch, I run into somebody else even more popular. Hold on. Oh, bro, wait, wait. Speaking of laughing, Ruth Buzzy was on two episodes. She wasn't a kid, though. But, Mike, do you know what epic movie... Jennifer Love Hewitt was in in 1992. Surprise me. Munchie. Munchie? Yeah, Munchie. Does Chico not know about Munchie? If you can find the last season of Mystery Science Theater 3000 from last year, watch Munchie. That's all you need to know. And once you see it, you'll realize, why did I never have this movie in my life before today? Five words. Dom DeLuise as Turd Monster. <laughs> That's Back what up. Munchie basically is. Back up. Dom DeLuise as a Turd Monster. Just write Dom DeLuise as Munchie. Boy, his career went down the crapper with all due respect, no pun intended, <laughs> after he did uh, Candid Camera, apparently. Because remember, he hosted Candid Camera right before this, like 1991. So, not so good version of Candid Camera, Munchie, the end. Or if you ask Greg, it's the other way around. Candid Camera, Munchie, the beginning. Episode 6. That's what friends are for? When the Randall house is mistakenly fumigated, Lori and the kids are forced to camp out in the backyard. Did wacky shenanigans happen? Yes. Did hilarity ensue? Yes. Okay, I just wanted to use both of our phrases, the pre-episode 400 version and the post-episode 400 version. Because a couple weeks ago we did talk about how wacky shenanigans happen is the new hilarity ensues. And the last aired episode, Sunday, Monday, and always, Jack and Sam decide to help scalp tickets to a rock concert in order to help the family's financial woes. Woes. And if this was 2023, you know they'd be scalping the shit out of those Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, but yes, we've all seen the Taylor Swift effect in action this last week. You want to know what the crazy thing is? And Greg, I'm sure you saw this on Sports Cards Nonsense. Somebody who's trying to sell some Travis Kelsey cards couldn't move them. As soon as he added the words Taylor Swift, boom, sold. Swifties love themselves some Kelsey, apparently. I got to be honest, though. As far as, like, significant others with the Kelseys, I got to say, Jason's wife is much better. And if you've seen Jason Kelsey's wife, you would agree. But let's be real honest here, Greg. The true MVP among the Kelseys 
is Mama Kelsey. It's Mama Kelsey, yes. And I'm sure her and Taylor Swift had a ball watching the Chiefs just destroy the Bears. Oh, you saw them in the skybox. You know they were having fun. There is one name in this episode not in front of the camera. The director of this episode is a very well-known name in the industry, Peter Bonners. He's directed a whole bunch of things, but also you may remember him from the Bob Newhart show. I also remember him to tie it back to what we did for the last three episodes as the first Franklin Hart on the TV version of nine to five, the role made famous by Dabney Coleman. See, it all ties together. So that's the show. And there were, Six other episodes. I have those names, but like they matter. We have Girls Night In, Little Miracle, Jack's Alter Ego, Against All Odds, Love is in the Air, and My Mentor. All six of those never aired. So what happened? The show aired on Sunday nights at 9.30 after another ratings winner, Designing Women. And up against the movie of the week on NBC and CBS. So good counter-programming there. Besides that, Fox had yet to program Sunday nights at this time. That's going to become a thing somewhere down the line. It ran for exactly two weeks at that time. Uh, Mike, do you have the ratings by any chance? I've got numbers, but also I'm going to disagree with you about the counter-programming and putting a show like that at 9.30 on Sundays. That's usually a dead zone. Now, I know about a year earlier, two years earlier, the Jeffersons was still at Sunday nights, I think even at the 9.30 time slot. It's a different era. I, I just don't see people watching a comedy on Sunday nights at 9.30 necessarily in 1986-87. Plus also, just taking a look for the premiere episode, the two Mrs. Grenvilles aired on NBC, part one. I'm guessing that's a miniseries, potentially. But I don't think you're going to beat what was on ABC that week. Romancing the Stone. Oh, boy. So this wasn't just some sort of throwaway TV movie of the week. You're talking about a big cinematic release from two, three years earlier. So that was maybe the writing on the wall. If we take a look at the following week, so this is February 15th. We have another movie on NBC. This one is definitely not a miniseries. The Facts of Life Down Under. The Facts of Life Down Under? Were they that desperate for ratings in 1987? Apparently so. Wait, you said The Facts of Life Down Under, right? Yes, the, the Facts of Life Down Under. What was opposite it on ABC? Well, here's the miniseries, and this would probably inflicted a lot of damage to any chance of nothing is easy getting viewers. America Part 1. That's America with a K. With a K, correct, yes. That was just the cinematic event of 1987 there. By cinematic, I mean televised cinematic. And by the event, you're talking about America, not the facts of life down under. 
I wish it was the facts of life down under. I need to see who was in this besides the usuals and what the whole plot is. Blair, Tootie, Natalie, Joe, Beverly Ann, and Andy visit the land down under. Blair and Joe are warned of a planned jewel heist. Beverly Ann visits a bow from many years ago. Natalie is stranded in the outback. <laughs> and Tootie meets a Yale student who pretends to be a young aborigine. They must have been really desperate for ratings in 1987. He should have just let the damn show die. Oh, wait. Hold on. I got some names here. Mario Van Peebles was in this movie, along with the usual people you'd expect from Facts of Life. Cloris Leachman, Lisa Welchel, Kim Fields, Mindy Cohn. Oh, this is after Charlotte Ray. So Charlotte Ray apparently sold the business or whatever, abandoned the girls. Yeah, so this apparently was something for some reason. I can't even call it a thing. It's something. But getting back to what you are saying earlier, do I have ratings? Yes, I do. For its first episode, we're talking about the rejuvenated new name, Nothing is Easy. 74 episodes for the week. It ranked tied for 60th. So again, you're right at about the bottom fifth, the bottom 20%. And really, there's nothing that's worth mentioning outside of O'Hara that had lower ratings. Well, Spencer for Hire, I should add that. Spencer! Oh, and Sledgehammer. I should add Sledgehammer. Because A, will eventually cover it, but also B, actually decent. So they pulled it exactly two weeks. Ratings didn't get any better, as you said, Mike. Then they moved it to Fridays at 8 against future entries The Charmings and Roomies. The Charmings? No! What the hell is Roomies? I want to know this myself. Let me take a look here. Roomies what? was created by Cy Rosen of Cy Rosen fame. Nick Chase, a 42-year-old former drill instructor, has retired from the Marines and is now taking advantage of the GI Bill to attend Saginaw University. He gets assigned to a room with Matthew Wiggins, a 14-year-old boy genius who has also enrolled at Saginaw to study Marine. Oh, jeez! What kind of shit is this? <laughs> He's a 42-year-old former drill instructor. He's a 14-year-old boy genius. They live together. This sounds they don't even like fight crime. They just live together. <laughs> this sounds like the bottom. <laughs> I hate to bring up Family Guy again, but when they changed around Brian's script and had James Woods involved in it, class holes. Okay, thank you for cleaning that up because I thought you were going to say it sounds like Wonder Franco the movie. Why do you have to keep bringing up him? I don't want to talk about Wonder Franco. He's an adult. He's 14. Hilarity ensues. Uh, Boy, you know what? After listening to what Chico said about that, the Charmings actually sounds acceptable. Just to let everyone know, he said that about Wonder Franco. Not me. I never said it. He did. So yeah, like I said, by comparison, the charming sounds like all in the family compared to roomies. So how did nothing is easy do on Fridays, Mike? 
Oh, I'm glad you asked, Chico. Awkward transition. I'm trying! No, no, that's fine. That's fine. For the first episode, uh, April 6th to the 12th, Nothing is Easy ranked 61st, tied for 61st out of 70 shows. So we're looking at bottom 15%, roughly. Tied with Spencer for Hire, Beat O'Hara. Those are, again, the only shows in note. For the final episode, this would have been uh, April 20th to the 26th. Out of 70 shows, it tied for 60th with Our House and Popcorn Kid. And again, really nothing of note that did worse. What the Francis the Popcorn Kid? I was afraid you'd say, what the heck is Our House? And it's like, please... Do not disrespect the good names of Chad Allen and Shannon Doherty and Wilford Brimley. Diabetes. All right. I'm guessing before I even look at what the Popcorn Kids is about, again, it may be another TV show that makes the Charmings look like I Love Lucy. Oh, it only had six episodes. Boy, that's really telling. The two seasons of the Charmings seems like about 20 at this point. A 16-year-old working behind the candy counter of a movie theater dreams of someday being in show business. The famous Teddy Z did this a lot better. Yeah, but did the famous Teddy Z have Faith Ford as a spoiled, ditzy, blonde cheerleader? No. So there you go. The popcorn kid had Faith Ford as a ditzy cheerleader. Look, she'd go on to much better things with Murphy Brown. Let's be clear on this. Oh, Penelope Ann Miller was in this, too. Oh, my God. This would have been, like, right around the time of Adventures and Babysitting, too. Correct. So you actually had Faith Ford and Penelope Ann Miller. That's actually a good combination. I like that. But, yeah, that ran six episodes, and... I'm sure if we can find something, we may cover it one day. But, you know, I think the world will continue if we don't. But let's get back to the ratings for the season. So this goes from September 22nd of 86 to April 19th of 87. The combination of Together We Stand and Nothing Is Easy ranked 66th out of 83 shows. Beating Spencer for Hire, which was 68th, O'Hara, which is 69th. Nice. Sledgehammer, which was tied for 70th. The Twilight Zone, the 85 reboot, was 76th. And Life with Lucy was 78th. So after five more episodes on Friday, CBS closed the door on the Randalls for good. Neither Together We Stand nor Nothing Is Easy ever aired outside of their original runs, nor per the extent of our research did all of the episodes air overseas. Off-network rips seem to have been lost to time and space, and outside the occasional upload of promos and opening sequences, the series as a whole appears to be lost media. It's probably a good thing. After all, nobody wants to remember data from the Goonies as... The guy from Nothing is Easy who always wore a San Francisco Giants jacket. Yeah, I mean, the Giants, if this was 1987, yeah, they'd all be about Jeffrey Leonard one flat down. 
this was just a speed bump in the careers of Elliot Gould, who had already had an established career. D. Wallace, who was in frickin' E.T. and many features besides. And, of course, Sam himself, Kehui Kwan, who is now remembered for two things. One, being Data in The Goonies. And two, his Academy Award-winning stint in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Did we forget Short Round? Three. Three things. And also, the town of Portland is still weird. It's always going to be weird. Just ask uh, Fred Harmison. Well, just ask McLean Stevenson. Hello, Larry. Portland is a long long way way from from L.A. LA. Exactly! Look, that was beautiful! We didn't even script that. We sing... Hello, Larry there. Hello, Larry. I'm not mistaken. This is the third show that we've covered that takes place in Portland. Okay. Hello, Larry. This, what's the third? Stumptown. That's true. We loved Elliot Gould. We loved Dee Wallace. We loved Kehui Kwan. But together we stand... Nothing is easy. A show by any other name is just a thing on TV. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. But remember, you can always go to our website over at It Was a Thing on TV, where you could listen to the 415 episodes that preceded this one. All sorts of great bonuses, including mini-sodes, live shows, extended versions of previous episodes, whole nine yards. And remember, we are on all social media, including Instagram, Threads, Mastodon, at It Was a Thing on TV, except for Facebook, where we are at It Was a Thing on TV podcast. And remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever fine podcasts can be streamed at Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Audible. You can use Google Podcasts, but that's going offline in 2024, just as a heads up. Darn. Darn indeed. Yeah, you know the story behind that. They're integrating Google Podcasts into YouTube Music. Well, that's fine with me because I already have YouTube Music, so... Yeah. And if you have YouTube Music, you can download the podcast. Hell, if you have YouTube, you can find us, like us, subscribe to us, and hit that notification bell so you can stay up to date on future entries like what we have in store for next week's show. Oh, next week. Well, guys, we've talked about how much we love this film franchise. What happens when this film franchise becomes a cartoon? Wacky shenanigans happen, I guess. Yeah. But then what happens when someone has the strange idea, let's turn this into a live action series? Wacky-er? Shenanigans happen? Maybe? Probably not. But you'll find out more about those wacky shenanigans happening in our next two episodes of It Was a Thing on TV. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you with some more fun stuff real soon. Row! Hey, you see a set of keys around here? No time for love, Dr. Jones.
kids. See, you thought it was going to be Short Round who said it, but no, it was Randall from Clerks who said the line. <laughs> okay. If I were to tell you that there is a seafaring adventure story about a clumsy young lad looking for a grand and glorious treasure, what's the first thing that would come to your mind? Is this a remake of Treasure Island? No. I I will tell you right now, the first thing that comes to my mind, One Piece. The anime that's coming to Netflix as a live-action show. Hopefully to succeed where Cowboy Bebop failed. But anyway, John Cope said, you know what? I'm going to make my own One Piece with Blackjack and hookers. Except not. Except not. Who the hell is John Cope? John Cope is a writer, a director, and an actor. He has been in only three things. This is his magnum opus. Oh, okay. This thing that we are about to watch, this is a live watch of it, was a thing on TV, by the way. I'm Chico, that's Greg. This is his magnum opus. And of course, we're we're watching this movie because Susan St. James, the uh, guardian saintess of this podcast, Uh-oh. is turning 77. So, you know what? 93 minutes on a Saturday. I can think of a better way to do it. So, just to let you know who is actually, or what what the show, what the show, just to let you know what the movie is actually about. And I'll tell you right now, it is going to sound like either the result of too many munchies or a fever dream. Uh-oh, it's a feature film with a running time of 93 minutes. It is a hilarious and varied blend of comedy, action, and adventure. The family-oriented PG-rated movie will be entertaining for all ages, but specifically designed for children. It is the story of Johnny, a silly, good-hearted, bubbling boob with an uncommon streak of bad luck until he meets a sea captain. He goes through several jobs and sets of circumstances where he inevitably messes up, thus revealing the meaning of the film title. Duh. He spends most of the time saying, uh-oh, as he watches fiasco after fiasco unfurl with him as the catalyst. After being kicked out of his apartment for his shortcomings, we follow Johnny on his convoluted and oftentimes ridiculous journey around the city to a sea harbor. Along the way, we are introduced to a memorable cast of comical characters, including Captain Squid, Captain Squid's ex-girlfriend, Captain Pearl, a group of cutthroat Tonganyakins, that's racist, from the islands of the South Pacific, and a malicious giant squid named Squiddy. As the plot unfurls, we discover that Captain Squid is involved in a quest to find the sunken treasure guarded by the aforementioned giant squid. Hot on the trails of Captain Squid and his new friend Johnny are the Tonganyakins, still racist, ready to nab the very same treasure and willing to do just about anything to make sure it's theirs. But for a much ambitious reason. Among the jewels are gold hidden fathoms below, there is an ancient scepter imbued with the power to rule all the islands of the world forever. With ruthless treasure hunters on their tail and a hungry squid waiting at their destination, the captain and Johnny 
face the adventure of a lifetime to save the scepter, the treasure, their boat, and hopefully themselves. You know what my reaction is to that plot? Right. Among the cast of characters as Johnny, we have Jay Septon, whose biggest role would be as, and I did the research on this, Officer Number Two on a 2010 episode of Grey's Anatomy. Playing his friend Diablo is Richard Ball. Bullshitted himself. Y'all know who Richard Mall is. We talk about him all the time. Mm-hmm. Playing the role of Captain Squid is Donovan Scott, who, again, not he doesn't do much of anything outside of twenty. He doesn't do actually. He's actually that's a lie. He's still working bit parts mostly, but is known primarily, primarily. For 13 episodes of Life with Lucy. What did he play on Life with Lucy? He played Leonard Stoner, who works at the shop with uh, Lucy's son and son. Okay. But you probably remember him as the guy getting powdered by Olivia in the Let's Get Physical movie. Oh. Or the Let's Get Physical music video. Oh, okay. The music video. Yes. And he was in four episodes of Fairy Tale Theater. But again, he is a perennial, that guy from that thing. John Cope, the person who wrote, directed, produced, catered, and put his name all over this film, plays a character named Lucky. Captain Pearl is played by somebody named Lori Lori Franks, whose most notorious role, or or most notable, I should say notable role, is as Lucy's maid in Bram Stoker's Dracula from 1992. But we talked about him. No, we did not talk. Yes, we did talk about her. You said him! I know, I messed up, and I it, apologize. It's live, pal. It's live, pal. Talked about her, I don't know if we have, but we, or we will, but she played Mrs. Feinstein on one episode of Saved by the Bell, the new class. And the other person of great note in this, actually, there are two people of great note, uh, playing, and I swear to God, this is the name of his role, Asian man. Asian man. Still racist. Masioka from Heroes and Hawaii Five O fame. Oh yeah, this would be like a good two years before Heroes. Mm-hmm. Remember, uh, Studio Sixty was supposed to be the big hit, and Heroes was supposed to be the one season wonder. Yeah, that didn't happen. No, it did not. And I think what hurt Studio Sixty is. Oh, yeah, 30 Rock does the same concept and much better. Quite. But, you know, that, you know what? As soon as, as soon as the year clears, we'll talk about that. Maybe. And maybe. Possibly. I don't know. 
But the other one of great, the other person of great note playing King 2A2, still racist, Lou Rawls, singer, actor, entertainer, buttery baritone voice. Of course, uh, if you if you if you probably recognize him for his uh, many tele- telethons for the United Negro College Fund, sponsored by Budweiser, I recognize him as the voice of the WGN "Welcome Home" jingle from back in the day. When you turn to us, welcome, welcome home, Chicago's very own Channel Nine. Burp. Look it up. It's true. Makes me wish I had WGN in my area when I was a kid. Missed but, out. Uh, yeah, you missed you, know, you missed out on you missed out on a lot of Cubs I mi- baseball. Oh yeah, a lot of Harry Carey. Missed out on a lot of Harry Carey, Norm. Holy cow! Holy cow! Come swing! Come swing! And of course, this movie is rated PG for uh, comic mischief and is 93 minutes long. And it is available on Tubi, where we are going to watch it right now. Now, I only lasted four minutes into the movie. Oh, I only lasted about three minutes. And I was like, I, I was like, nope. I've seen enough. And I'm going to wait till we watch this to see the rest of the movie. So we're going to watch it right now. If you are on Tubi, we are at quadruple zeros right now. Yeah, and you can barely see this. Okay. Shoreline Entertainment. That screams made for DVD. Oh, it definitely screams early mid-2000s straight to DVD release. In In fact, this movie is recommended by the Dove Foundation. Yeah, that sure screams a winner. I worked at Blockbuster when this movie came out. I don't think I remember seeing this at all on the new release shelf when I worked there. Did you check the uh, kids the kids area? Uh, we had a lot of crap in the kids section. I don't remember this at all in the kids section. The animated adventures of the Titanic. No. <laughs> Oh, God, I wish. I would rather watch the animated Titanic movie with the rapping dog. With the T. With the T. With the T. Uh, wife beater. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll review that for the next Titanic anniversary, the rapping dog Titanic movie. We're, uh, well, we probably will. We're running out of source material. Oh, yeah. But I'm chish. Okay. Well, all right. So we're going to play the movie right now. I got subtitles on because this is the first live show we're doing post stream lounge everybody so yep so rest in peace stream lounge moment of silence moment gone Eh, whatever okay here we go ooh a beach ball Light dance music. What? He's doing the Mexican hat dance because, you know, it's, uh, you can get away with doing that. Oh, yeah. It's 2004. You get away with doing that crap. Stop. No brakes. What's he doing driving a van with no brakes? 
Stop. I said no brakes. Oh, no. And I'll ask you again. Uh-oh. What are you doing driving a van with no brakes? He's not a smart man. That's also not his van, technically. I imagine he's an Amazon guy, and this is his Amazon van. Oh, no, it broke. The stick shit broke. Oh, what? no. What the hell? There's an old boy. Hey, Greg, I got a question for you. Yeah. Drag is still a constitutionally protected form of expression, right? As of 2023, contrary to what Ron DeSantis says, yes. Good. Because... Yeah. Have you tried driving into a pile of dirt? Oh, yeah. He's going down. Oh. What? Oh, okay. Okay. How did that happen? How did that happen? I uh, I don't see any blood. I don't see any broken glass. I don't see anything. I just see a guy. Uh-oh. In a shirt that just said. Johnny. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Comic Sans, Chico. In, 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 in what looks like a... Uh, Windows 98 screensaver. Thank you. Jay Sefton, a.k.a. Officer One from Grey's Anatomy. I thought he was Officer Two. Oh, my mistake. Donovan Scott, the guy from Life of Lucy. He skipped Richard Mall. Sorry. Oh, what a name that is. Many of these people are still waiting for their next big break. Some of these people are on the picket line. People are saying, who the hell are you? Lou Rawls as King 282. Still racist. Yes. Oh, Lou Rawls did the theme song to this? Yep. Why? Apparently, he'll take anything. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> you can totally obvious tell that. Obvious edit is obvious. Obvious post edit is obvious. Yes. Oh, this was co-produced. Oh, calm music. Yes, it's very calm. Now. We got the subplot titles on Money Plane style. We have a rich boy. We have a rich boy. Looks like a Rolls Royce. Oh yeah, Rolls Royce, baby. Rolling up to this mansion with percussion and chanting. Yeah. Still racist. Oh, definitely still racist. What the hell is a mummy doing there? No, no, stop the drums. I can't take them anymore. Your precious Captain Squid's days are numbered. King Tui Tui. He has told us of Captain Squid in the map. Other than that, he knows nothing. Shall I torture him further? No, I think he's told us enough. Shall I hunt down this Captain Squid for you, sire? No, Freedom, your work is done here. His I... name is Freedom. Freedom. I have a specialist for that. What an unimaginative name. Indeed. Hmm. I believe that's him now. Oh. Take Lucky out of here. Oh, that's John Cope. He looks like 
Hulk alternative dimension Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Oh my God, oh, Richard Paul, what are you? Welcome. I hope you're up for this most important, dangerous mission. Your Honor, Your Eminence. As always, I am at your disposal. They're doing like the, the Wakanda salute, like you. twenty years before that's a thing. Still racist. Yeah. He is as strong as an ox, and as dumb as an ox, but as obedient as a dog. Ooh. Oh, show me an example of his strength. Yo, sir. Animal. Oh, why? Why even? Why are you shaking? Oh! Uh, that's Most pretty neat. Do that with balloons, my lord. That's very impressive. Impressive post work, I should say. Yahoo in it! That does not scream li like early, mid 2000s. Yes, deadly. Uh, he will do nicely. And my two beautiful but deadly assistants, Viperessa! Poisonous as a snake. Irana, King Tui Two, it is a pleasure to finally meet you. Oh, my darling, the pleasure is all mine. <laughs> Racist and sexist. And Missy Poofa. I mean, uh, <laughs> Belladonna. So named because she is as beautiful as a goddess, but as poisonous as a black widow spider. I'm sorry, my leech. It's just that she changed her name ever since she killed. <laughs> It's the death of her late husband. Oh. oh. You have my condolences. He was a pig! <laughs> yes, uh, well, I've called you here for a very important mission. You are chosen by Diablo to bring back an item, and that item will be the key to domination of all the island countries in the world. I'm going to explain what it is you'll be seeking. Please be seated. Sita, fruit! The item you will be seeking is the scepter of Tongomoto. Incredible reverb there. Oh yeah. What? What is blue? What, what's 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 the, what's what? Legend what? tells the scepter disappeared what? from the lost city of Tongamoto centuries ago. It is said the island gods were sleeping when a mortal the... stole it from a perch at the highest mountain top. That's terrible. This is awful. This is the worst. This is the worst claymation I've ever seen. This is worse than Clay Fighter. All oh the God! Of the city of Tangamoto were lost forever. Before this death, the gods had always protected the islands. Why is this? Why is this looks like little people? Why is this turned into little big planet all of a sudden? The gods were so infuriated by what had happened. Holy crap! It's Fireball Island. And the movie. forever. From that moment on. The island countries experience disease, famine, wars, volcanoes. 
volcanoes and tidal waves. Wow. The scepter of Tangamoto has the powers to stop these disasters. Bring the scepter back to me. I will give the scepter to the gods. They will return and protect the islands of the world forever. 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 One man has found the map to it. You are to find him. Get the map and then bring the scepter to me. Do we all understand how important it is not to fail? Yes. Yes, O Omnipotent One. We will obey. Freedom. Will you explain the situation to them? There's a man by the name of Captain Squid who seeks to find the treasure chest. He and only he will lead you to the treasure. Inside the treasure chest is the sacred scepter of Tonga Mutu. He knows only the existence of the jewels and the gold. He is not aware the scepter is in the chest. Oh. However, we must obtain the scepter at any cost. Do not under any circumstance fail to bring it back or heads will roll. Do you understand, Diablo? Yes, it is quite clear, Your Magnificence. Your wishes shall be carried out. Wakanda forever. But beware, my henchmen. It has been written. The treasure is guarded by an infidel of great cunning. Who? Oh, this guy. This guy? What the hell is he wearing? I think it's a dress. He's dressed up like a cowboy. He's eating ice cream. Which, which, what, this is going to end well. Oh, yeah. Damn, damn ice cream. Oh, he's dreaming. Oh, he's dreaming. That's what it is. I love you too, sweetheart. Now. Get up! Can you hear me? Get out of the ground right now! I said, wake up! Hurry up! Get up! Can you hear me? I said, Oh, that's another dream. It's it's Inception. Oh, he just slapped me. Sorry, sweetie pie. Are you okay? You knucklehead. You can't even dream right. Yeah, same bad dream. Yeah, same bad ending. Yeah. Now get your lazy tail up and get to work so you can buy me nice things. Because everybody's girlfriend says that. Can Johnny get a little sugar for luck? <laughs> Ew! Creep. Stop being a loser. Good. Earn some money first. Oh. 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 Bravo! You sold him. doing here coffee is for closers my, my bagel get your bagel and butter it butter your own damn bagel just wanted some coffee with my bagel geez what a bitch whatever you do try not to lose your job okay guess before i go poopsie Kiss this door, son. Ah, uh, hun, hun, I'm stuck.
Oh, you can tell he's clumsy. You hear that sound of like twinkle toes. All right, Fred Flintstone. Johnny, when Venus finds out that you lost your job, she's gonna skin you alive. His girlfriend's so, name is Venus? Venus, girl Venus finds out the next time you see me, you won't even be able to recognize me. Don't worry, little buddy. I got you covered. A friend of mine owns an appliance store. He'll hire you if I tell him you're my friend. Skip, you're a lifesaver. I love you, man. I left Venus my last paycheck they gave Oh, me obvious green screen is obvious. I'll call her. Quite obvious. job I get today and that it pays a lot more money, I'm saved. Hoo-ha! Hoo-ha! They're not in the same car. What? What is that? That's the crappiest vacuum I've ever seen. Oh, gee, I wonder what's going to happen here, Chico. He's got the vacuum up. Oh, he accidentally rang the doorbell. I'm going to sell this vacuum. I would like to vacuum your home for free and show you how wonderful our Giganto Max can work. Oh, a Giganto Max, huh? Hey, dear, you can come in and vacuum my carpet. Huh? Oh. Good night, everybody. Oh. Yeah. And kids, sure. this was family approved by the Dump Foundation. So. They must have paid a whole lot of... John Cope must have paid a whole lot of money. Oh, yeah. Or they clearly did not watch the movie at all. Ladies and gentlemen, every stuck-up Disney teenager ever. Ooh, there's two doggies. Puppy. Oh, this should be easy. He's going to plug the vacuum in. He forgot to turn it off first. Oh, dumbass. Oh, 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 oh no! Oh, no. Uh, oh no! Oh! Oh! Sorry about your dog, man. How does that even happen? America. Oh, come along. We got an unfortunate ad placement. That's okay. You don't need to know about fuel efficient trucks. By the way, trucks are never fuel efficient. So, 
Yeah, this is a problem where we don't have stream lounge anymore. Okay, so let me. Uh, I'm gonna queue it up to back to 1629. But what what is uh what's our review of the movie so far? I just want a hug. I just want a hug. I just want somebody to let me know that not life is not like this. Yeah. All right. So. Gonna give a five second countdown. One eight play. You're gonna resume after the sixteen twenty nine mark. So you should be paused at sixteen twenty nine. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one, play. Do 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 do. Where's his vacuum? I don't know. Oh, he can't Venus? get into the apartment. Venus, my little cuddle bunny, the door seems to be stuck. I think something must have accidentally fallen against it. Yeah. Venus! Do you have any money? Not yet. Do you have a job to get any money? Well, no. Until you do, you can't come in here. You can't get any action unless you get some money. Uh, no money, no honey. Okay, Shogun. I ain't saying she's a gold digger. Right, don't worry, I'll get a job. I'm not even gonna finish that line. Hey, it's a Robotech insignia. Fly to paradise with us. Hmm. hmm. Fly to paradise. Oh, you might consider that. Fly to paradise with us. Oh. oh no. What's he doing? Hey kids, remember payphones? Yeah, uh, before we had cell phones, Hi. we had these. Please leave a message and I might get back to you. Unless it's Johnny, in which case, don't call me until you have a job or a lot of money. Hi, Venus. My little cutie, tootie, fruity, patootie. I think I'm gonna vomit. Funny Bunny's gonna be a man in uniform. I'm going to work for the airlines. What? This guy's terrible. He's terrible. Oh, Richard Mall. Why you gotta be so tall, Richard Mall? Yeah. You are Missy Poofy? I mean, uh, Pooper? A Poofer? I don't like that name. Call me Belladonna or nothing at all. <coughs> and what brings you to the United States? We have come to bring back the sacred scepter of Tongamotu, which was stolen from our island centuries ago by an infidel mortal. Saleo! Madame Mahomo! Tiamira! What? Baba the Rupi? Our business is the purchase of historical artifacts. 
Yeah, yes. that's the ticket. We've come to purchase rare jewels and coins. <laughs> okay, and you have. You don't look like TSA to me. Knives, swords, and historic cultural weapons for your museum exhibitions. What? No fruits, vegetables, or statues of Yabba Dabba Doo Doo? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay. All right. It's almost my break time. <clears throat> Everything checks out here. You're cleared. But uh, beware of the infidel mortal. Hmm. Everyone here must know of this infidel of great cunning who guards the treasure. Nobody gave him a ticket. No ticket. He, he, he doesn't have a ticket. Captain, would you like some refreshments? Oh, sure. And be careful. The coffee is boiling hot. Thanks for the pastries, Tammy. You're the best flight attendant we ever had. Thanks. Oh, that's saying a lot. Um, no. Passengers, their pre-flight instructions now, and break in that new attendant, Johnny. Yes, sir, Captain. No problem. Welcome aboard, ladies and gentlemen. Please note the exit doors to your left and right. In case of loss of cabin pressure, oxygen masks will drop down. Please put the mask over yourself, and then assist your. Oh child. no! If I was on this flight, I'd be in like, "Oh my God, I'm gonna water, and die. I'm gonna die." Your head. That, that, that's it. Game over, man. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, that was perfectly good coffee. Yeah, who did hire him? Oh, don't touch anything. I'm sure that's not good. Oh! Oh! And we're gonna die. They're all gonna die. Did I do something wrong? You Oh, we missed an uh-oh. So the uh-oh count is three. Knock it off. Stop your kicking. Why is he doing this? We're just kicking you out. That doesn't look like LAX. No. Oh, boy. so early. Look, I stopped to get you some flowers, honey. Don't call me honey. What is this? After all you put me through, this is supposed to make This crap better? is supposed um, to make her feel good. Uh-huh. No. You are unbelievable. You've got no idea how to treat a woman, have you? Obviously not. No, you don't give her dirty flowers. You buy her clean flowers. You buy her jewelry. You buy her nice, shiny things. Um... I, Jeez, what a bitch. had a bit of bad luck on the job today. Don't tell me you blew up the plane? Nope. I grounded it. <sighs> okay, that's it. I've had it with you, bumping blockhead. Goodbye, Johnny. Where are you going? I'm not going anywhere. You are. 
Ah. But it's my place. Well, it's not his place anymore. Not anymore. Nope. What the hell is this? Over and over again, no dice. Another free to use uh, standard? Yeah, I guess so. Let's show all the all the stock footage we shot. This looks like somebody daily blog on YouTube. Well it wouldn't be a YouTube blog back then. It would be like a... Did they have video posting on the live journal in 04? No. Okay. Oh, get it! Blue rolls! Oh. Why is he looking at this place like a tourist? Yeah, if he lives here. Now he's sleeping on a couch like a bum. Cybernetproductions.com. What's that? I don't I know. I'm into a bum. No, I. Actually, you know what? I can't believe you're a bum. Okay, does that website exist? No. In 2023, no. Does not exist. Oh, well. Some promotion they paid for this movie. Shipbait wanted for commercial sport fishing boat. Must be experienced sailor. Huh. <laughs> Don't do it, man. Don't do it. Tonga Mutu's time. Giant squid sighted. Apparently, they use the American dollar in Tonga Motu. Okay. I guess they can't have their own currency. Oh, look at that crappy-ass sign for hire. There's this pelican. B-roll. Yes, sir. Uh, ma'am. What makes you think you'd be good enough for Captain Pearl's crew? I got me an anchor. That's what a real you... tattoo, huh? Yeah, my ass, that's a real tattoo. It's permanent. Oh, permanent marker. There you go. There'll be no lollygagging about here on my shift, you hear? Yes, sir. Ma'am, from now on, I'm Barnacle John the Sailor. Oh, God. Let's see about that. Now, get to work. Um, what do I do, Captain Pearl? This is a commercial fishing boat. Commercial? Oh, like on television. No, you dick-swabbing landlubber. It means we take tourists on fishing trips. Oh, okay. Go get all the fishing gear set up for the tourists, Johnny. I... I... Just walk like a human being. What have you gotten yourself into? That's the question I want to know. I uh, asked this question before you hit play. Oh, no, no, what are you doing? Johnny, Johnny, Johnny! 
Johnny. No, Johnny. Hey, it's Masioka. <laughs> He's really funny and clumsy. <laughs> like Goofy. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh, God. Say the line, Johnny. Say it. Oh, he didn't say it. R&B music. Yeah. Now this is a sale. Really? Johnny's isn't always funny, but he's got bad luck too. Uh oh. Four. Uh -oh. He said it. Five. They all say it. Uh oh. You're really in deep water now. Huh? <laughs> you think? Oh, I'm so sorry, Captain Crow. I was just trying to help one of the tourists, and I didn't know about the. Oh, wait a minute. I can explain. Oh, oh. Oh man, it's happening all over again. You had one job, Johnny. I want you to see something. One job. Do you see that? You mean the land? Yes. Now, do you see that? The water? Did you ever take swimming lessons, Johnny? Oh, heck, I was the best swimmer in the... Uh oh. Uh oh. Wait a minute. That that thing wasn't open before. No. Oh. I told you you're a deep water You had one job, Johnny. Yeah. Now he has to swim back. More B-roll of pelicans. Uh. Okay. It's important to do your squats on leg day. While playing bagpipes? While playing bagpipes, yes. Squiddy, come and get me, you slimy creature. Are you daft, man? What are you doing in the water? I got thrown off the boat. Thanks. Man, Squiddy must be strong or something. Johnny. Johnny, is it? Oh, I'm Captain Squid. Captain Squid. <laughs> well, you seem a fine enough lad. So he's, his name is Captain Squid. Yeah. And he's looking for a squid. Yeah. Like what, what, are the, what are the odds? Mess up. Oh, well, don't worry about it. <laughs> Did John Cope just run out of names or something? <laughs> we seem to be a likely pair, eh? What say we take a walk and talk, eh? So what was that music you were playing anyway? Uh... I got a score to settle, and that there was squid music. Squid sure it was. Music. Yeah, my ass, it was What's squid, squid music. music? Ah, that's the soft sounds that lure the giant squid to you. Ah. 
<laughs> a giant squid right to ya. Told ya. I got a score to settle. Eh? That and... Well, nobody believes I ever saw a giant squid. <laughs> Except my crew. Yeah. Where do you think the other eye came from? Oh, they're all I know gone. What you mean. Okay. I was part of a crew too. Now I'm gone. Slobby, eh? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and what ship might you bid on, sir? I got thrown off the sea shanty by Captain Pearl. Oh God. Captain Pearl, is it? <laughs> you know her? Hey, <laughs> that I did. She dumped me like old fish. Oh. Yeah, she dumped me too. No, mine was a dumping of the heartland. Oh. His tattoo's gone. And Captain Pearl, she's harder to catch in wind and more difficult to hold on to than beautiful blue eyed <laughs> Eel. An eel. Ah, you still love her. But she'll not have me unless I. Oh. Uh, yeah. So you're having a bit of real bad luck today, eh, old boy? Yeah. If it weren't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. <laughs> well, you know, when a sailor goes out to sea for many a month, and then he uh, he returns to land down in the dumps. There's only one thing that'll cheer him up, mate. Let me guess, a squid. Ooh. Ooh. Remember, recommended by the Top Foundation. I get it. Again, they clearly didn't watch this movie. You're right, sir. This looks like a 32 flavor emergency. <laughs> 32 flavor emergency, am I right? There you go, boy. Take this. Go get yourself some ice cream. Oh. Cheer up. This yeah. This is not going to end well. No. Wow, that's neat of you. Thanks, Captain Squid. <laughs> Very nice of Captain Squid. He gave him money for some ice cream. Huh? Man, look at all the flavors. I want them all. <laughs> I only have four left. It's going to be $8. Eight bucks. All right. Three and a four. Who wants to take a lick? We're gonna buy some ice cream. Oh. Oh. Yeah. How are we gonna cool down now? Oh shucks. I feel bad. Man, you girls sure look hot. Let me give you some of my ice cream cones to cool you off. Hi, I'm Johnny. I'm Sarah. I'm Kara. I'm Tara. Wow. <laughs> Am I in heaven or what? Somebody pinch me. Ow. <laughs> I guess you are real. Here you go, ladies. I hope the ice cream's as sweet as you. Oh, oh. oh. what a guy. Oh. 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 Uh oh. Oh no. What a doofus. Uh oh. Do better fingers. Let me help you. I don't think so, Buster. Oh, not in your life. Uh, help this. You just uh, ruined perfectly good I ice cream. I just tripped. Fuck off. What a doofus. Loser. Later. But you still have one coat at least.
Oh, he gave it back. America, oh. come along with our adventures. Well, as we're in the second break, as we as this Ford ad is playing once again. Man, poor Johnny. He's so hard up in his luck. He was doing so well until he tripped. Yeah. He could have had three hot ladies with him. But no, because he's Johnny, he had to screw it up. Damn it. Fun fact, one of those uh, ladies, the lady who played Tara, worked as a trophy girl, Miss Hollywood Park, at a racetrack. Oh, okay. All right, so we're at the 35-44 second mark in the uh, video on Tubi. So, okay, five-second countdown. Five. We paused at this moment. So, okay, countdown now. Five, four, three, two, one. Can't even buy ice cream without getting in trouble. Well, then, how would you like to change your life forever, mate? I ain't ready to throw in the towel yet. <laughs> I'm not talking about putting rocks in your pants and going down to Davy Jones' locker. <laughs> but it might be as dangerous, matey. What do you mean? Yeah, take this. I already tried being a sailor. That didn't work so good. That's because you were working for Captain Pearl. Uh, she's a feisty, beautiful... Yeah. I got a map here to a sunken treasure, but that treasure's in a very, very dangerous location. And well, I, I'm too old to be bringing it up from the bottom of the ocean by myself. So, how would you like to help me bring it up, mate? What? I share it with you 50 50. Would I? <laughs> don't do it, man. No, this is a bad no, business I, decision, man. I don't even have a glass eye. What? You see, people think I got my name Squid for when I was searching close to where the treasure was. And Squiddy, he's a giant squid, lives in the harbor. He caught me and swallowed me whole. Bye. And then I had a flare and I lit it. And he spat me out! Ew! Yikes. <laughs> it was a painful experience, matey. A painful experience. And I, I was fortunate to get through it alive. Ever since then, I've been wearing this patch just to remind me of what might have happened, matey. So, so he's he a big, fat bony? Yeah. Down. No, actually, they... They've been calling me Squid since I was a kid. Oh. And that's why your crew is gone. They ran away? Yeah. Ran away. Sure. Hey, right, sure, why not? We'll ran go away. with that. Yeah. So, yeah. There's a that slicker. Take it out. Wow. Ooh, a map. Honest to goodness, real life treasure map. Aye, and that treasure map is going to take us to the treasure. 
and that treasure is gonna change our lives forever. Forever. Yeah. No one will ever think I'm a loser again. Aye, and you can have as much ice cream as you like. <laughs> so, Captain Squid, you gonna go courting Captain Pearl then? Aye, there was a map that made her leave me. Fool's Quest, she called it. Fool's Quest! Ah, oh, it wasn't until a full moon had come and gone. She was right. So, Captain Squid, why... Why haven't you tried to get this treasure again? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Well, truth be told, I just got my hands on the last piece of the map. And it's that last piece that tells us the location of the treasure. But, unfortunately, woes to we. There's people coming here now to get this map. Oh, fact, no. I think we ought to get out of here now. Yeah, you better get out. Good. Sorry, call me. This way. This way. Light rock music. Oh, God. Nice disguises. Really blending in. Once we get to separate Pongamotu and the treasure, we will do away with Hyperessa and Belladonna. Got it? Yes, Master. You'll more money for us. You can totally tell they couldn't afford ADR. We try to do us in two. When we get the treasure, we should kill him before he kills us. Yes. I mean, we do not need the money, but we need our lives. Wait a minute. Yeah? The master has always been good to me. I do not think he would hurt us. Trust me. I know what Diablo is up to. I'm the smarter one here. Just follow my lead. Besides, if we keep the scepter, we can rule all the islands of the world forever. Peressa, when we get the treasure, let's leave these pirates in this country and buy us an island. Yes, great idea, Belladonna. Besides, when we get the scepter back, so to everyone's Tintu, out to get the treasure to screw themselves over. Just yeah, and these two are the only people who could afford post-production ADR work. That pig Diablo deserves nothing. <sighs> Besides, from what I understand, he is not to be trusted. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Here around on my master. And he's telling the plan on a flip phone. I overheard Yozura and Yahoo in it saying that once they have the treasure, they're going to kill Diablo and keep the scepter for themselves. Should I kill them? No, Freedom, no. They will kill themselves off. Just follow them and bring me the scepter. You may have all the other treasures that's in the chest. Yes, your eminence. Your wishes shall be carried out. And thank you for the gifts. Oh, snap. That doesn't look like a jellyfish. No. That looks like something that Sarah Kara Tara left behind. In a horrific accident, I should say. Oh, I see what you did there. You men are not mean enough. Act like tough guys. Throw those shoulders back. Come out your chest. Show them how Viper is. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. What? Magnificent. 
What a bunch of maroons. Now keep an eye out. Behind you. My name is Bill. And these are my friends, Cynthia, Laura, Sam, and Joe. Ah, and I'm uh, Captain Squid. This here's Johnny. Delighted to meet you. I say, you would not know where I might find a charter boat? And, uh, no, sir. Uh, uh, maybe ought to check the old marina. Marina. Gentlemen, what is the hurry? We have to find the sunken treasure. Oh, damn it. Oh, really, Tommy? No. Uh, yeah, you misunderstood my friend there. Yeah, uh, what he said was uh, that we have to find some fun and pleasure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fun and pleasure. Fun and pleasure. Fun and pleasure. Yeah. Fun and pleasure. Fun and pleasure. Yeah. Fun and pleasure. Viper is the Belladonna. Keep an eye on these two. I suspect they may have our treasure within their reach. Follow them and see where they go. Yes, Buona Mana. We shall obey, O fearless one. This captain will be no problem to deal with, but this Johnny person must be that infidel of great cunning that we were warned about. Oh. Yeah, sure, why not? Why not? Yeah, you believe oh. that. Did you not see how he tried to trick us into revealing our true identities by mentioning the treasure? He was testing us. Yes, he will be a worthy adversary. Yeah, sure. You keep thinking that. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. You are human sweat. Tense music. What's the matter with you, Johnny? Huh? What? Go and tell him our secret for. Sorry, Captain Squid. I didn't mean any harm. I guess I just can't seem to do anything right. Yeah, well, that's all right, Johnny. I tell you, I smell something fishy about those men. I, and, and one of them looks a bit familiar, but I can't seem to place his face to anything. Hey, you know, ever since I got to the ocean, I smelled something kind of fishy, too. Uh, maybe you saw him fishing. No. No, but I got my suspicions. I mean, maybe he's the one who's looking for our map, eh? Huh? Huh? So, if you see any one of them, then you come tell me right away and stay clear of them, you hear me? Tell you the rest later, okay? Aye, aye, Captain, sir. What the hell is he riding? A razor scooter? Looks like one. Is that a trike? I guess. Well, here we are, Johnny O. The salty dog. The salt. What? what is it? To the left or to the right? This old clunker. It's that old clunker, it's that old dummy. Clunker. Yeah. It is literally being held together with duct tape. Oh my god. Get off. Think Diablo is right about Johnny being a clever infidel dog? No. Yes, he suspects we are watching him. So he plays really? the trick us into lowering our guard. Speak, Diablo. Oh, look! Look! Ah, yes. 
our brave scouts and we'll be rewarded well. Soon King Tuatu will have his scepter and we will have our treasure. <laughs> to the ship! Um, yeah. Wrong did he, way. Did he just disappear behind that hole? Yeah, something like that. How? You do any mangoes? Hmm. Oh, he's got a bag of groceries. Some shenanigans are gonna happen. Ahoy, Captain Squid! Tis your cabin boy with supplies! Shut up. Do you want to bring attention to his boy? Sorry. Does this look like anything? Ooh, sugar flakes. I noticed that Johnny's wearing the uh, telltale white cap of a first mate, and Squiddy's wearing a uh, captain's hat and a blue shirt. So I'll ask again Does this look like anything? Oh no! Oh. A visitor! A visitor! It's. Are you Sam or Joe? I am Yahoo and that. Captain Squid. I believe you have something I want. How? You'll not get the map from me. You'll have to boil me in oil before I tell you. Well, perhaps Yahoo and that will get rid of your first mate instead. I mean, really, Captain? How many first mates can you find? <laughs> well, that's true. I'm not the first mate. I'm the cabin boy. What? Oh! <laughs> 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 well done, Johnny O. Ah, I think I might promote you to first mate. Now, let's shove off before those pirates get us on their feet. Percussive jazz music. And the rocket's red glare! And the rocket's red glare! And the rocket's red glare! Pirates will not be compensated! Yep! Diablo! We have placed the tracking devices on their boat. You will be able to track those pigs to the ends of the earth! Oh, the two smartest people in this movie. Yep. Well done, indeed. Those two are more men than you'll ever be! You're a disgrace to your gender, you great big sissy boys! Now get out of here! Ooh, he told him. All right, I'll get out of here. Uh, sad. All right, they're headed for the Grand Line or something. What? In oh, my God. He's fighting... What is he fighting himself with? A towel? A tarp. A tarp? Oh, well. He's trying to cover the uh, lifeboat. Could you imagine him trying to cover up the tarp on a baseball field? Or not, or actually, no, he's not trying to cover the... He's trying to take the tarp off so he could hoist the sail. Oh. But could you imagine trying to take the tarp off a baseball on a baseball field when it's raining? Uh, that is a three-man operation. I'm yeah. sorry. 
for like an eight-man operation if he was doing it. The mate was a mighty sailing man. The skipper brave and sore. Ash the boat in another part of the harbor so they can't find us. That's a great idea. Hi, <laughs> that was a mighty brave thing you did back there, Johnny. Mighty brave. <laughs> I think you just about earned your rank as first mate. <laughs> oh, it was nothing, Captain Squid. Sometimes when I mess up, I like I like his uh, frilly window shades. Oh yeah, it's gonna very. Uh, Fashion forward. Johnny. And I like you a lot. And, well, I would be mighty honored if you'd be my friend as well as my shipmate. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, Captain. I only have one friend in life, and that's Skipper. But he's got girl problems, too, and he can't ever do anything or go anywhere without his girlfriend's okay. She doesn't even let him have much company. So I'd be real proud if you were my friend too, Captain. Fact is, no one's ever treated me as nice as you have ever since I was a little kid. Oh, Johnny boy, uh, that sounds it then. We're, we're, we're friends as well as shipmates. <laughs> this kind of explains how sad his life is. And this is like his second friend in his life. <sighs> they will never know we are watching them. The tracking device will be like a parasitic pilot fish on their backs, betraying their every move to us. It will be an extension of Diablo's eyes. Sail with the pilot all the way. So get on board the pilot ship today. That looks like an air filter. Keep an eye on them. Good. They're getting close to taking the treasure. You shall have your scepter soon. Do not fail me like the others, Freedom, or you shall see how far my powers will reach. You can clearly tell no it looks like they filmed all the blue roll scenes in like in a hands. day or two. That is a good Yeah. Knowing them, they probably hired him out for yeah. the day. What if the captain for an hour? Treasure. They hired him out for the hour. He had exactly 30 minutes to learn his lines and another 30 minutes to say them all. Yeah, you didn't need to see that. Must mean be laying it down. No. No. That's exactly what that doesn't mean. This is the spot. Drop anchor. Oh no. <laughs> well, at least he didn't say, uh... Sure glad I had my toes curled. <laughs> oh. Wow. Me too. <laughs> what a coincidence. Now, that's where she lies, matey. And look there. That's where Squiddy got me. That is Squiddy. Oh. You hear me, Johnny? I Squiddy didn't 
So Squiddy is in that. Let me tell you about holes. Oh, jeez. Squiddy is in that pier somewhere. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Devil squid. Incense when you enter the water. He's got some strange. Oh, he's like jaws. That's for sure. First time I was looking for the treasure, I only had a partial map. It just told me where the possible location for the treasure was. Well, when I was searching for the wreck, I didn't know about old Squiddy. And he snuck up on me. And he almost done me in, matey. Oh, no. That's why ever since I swore I'd, I'd get even with that squid. And I'd go back after the treasure. Only I couldn't find anybody that I could trust to help me. Until you came along, Johnny-O. <laughs> That's pretty sad. Yo, sir. Who, sir? Me, sir? Yes, sir. You, sir. Oh! oh just gather the men on deck, yo, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Something you are not telling us, I know. Ooh. It makes no difference. Your precious Captain Squid will soon meet his end. Behold, my henchmen! Yes, Master! We will wait until they go down and bring the treasure up, and then we will attack them and kill them and take the treasure in their boat! Tangamotu willing. We will take the scepter and we'll all be rich soon. Oh man, they'll be rich. <laughs> we go get paid. Oh, he means us, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, I don't know. Y'all are <laughs> threatening to kill yourselves, so. <laughs> Oh look! You can so totally God, tell that's a big map. Billy bats in the background. Look. Treasure. Uh huh. Well, that's a good question, now, Johnny. I, I never thought about that part until now. I guess uh, I'd like to prove to me old girlfriend, Captain Pearl, that I wasn't just chasing dreams, <laughs> and that we could afford to settle down on a beautiful island somewhere, and I could run a, a free charter service. For nice folk like you, Johnny. Gosh, thanks for saying that, Captain Squid. I guess my mama just raised me right. No. Yeah, that would be real nice. Do you think I could still be your cabin boy? Good night, everybody. I'd be honored, Johnny. Only you wouldn't be me cabin boy. You'd be my first mate. Uh, wow, well, you really, Captain Squid? Yeah. And Johnny, now, what might you be doing with your, uh, with your share of the treasure? Well, Captain. Rub it in my girlfriend's face. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> or at least I think I do. Explain yourself, Johnny. Well, she kind of got rid of me. But only because she said I couldn't buy her clean flowers, and I couldn't buy her jewelry, and I couldn't buy her nice, shiny things. But now with the treasure, <laughs> I can buy her all those things. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get all laid when I get her this all girl. the treasure. And all no, 
she's gonna no you are still not getting laid i think you ought to use that word now johnny and say bye bye to her oh but captain the captain listen, is johnny, the smartest person in this what movie. i know about i swear to god yes i want to listen to this guy like the ocean you see it starts off like a gentle breeze as you sail out but if you chart a poor course then the waves can smash you against the rocks and leave you to the mercy of the sea, boy. Always follow what's true to your heart, Johnny. Then your sail through life will be a good one. You're a good lad, Johnny. And you got a good heart. And you need to find some woman that'll... that'll want you just for that. Really? Aye, then when you buy a woman a gift, it doesn't matter what you buy it. It matters that it comes from your heart. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> you can bet your share of the treasure I'm right. Now here, stow away the dishes. If we uh, don't get that treasure tomorrow, then all this talk has been in vain. Aye, aye, Captain. Aye, aye. Swabbing it up here. <laughs> Swabbing it up here, Captain. Oh, get yeah. yourself some rest, matey. First mate. You too, Captain. <laughs> Three bells and all's well. Well, <laughs> what do you know? Got me a, a new friend and a new first mate. <laughs> Sounds like a great day for you, Captain. Good for you. Well, meanwhile. Are you up to something? Because no, sir. Do. Behave. Enter. Yo, sir. Yes, sir. You're my trusted scout. You and Yahoo Annette must go to the Salty Dog and see what they are up to. And whatever you do, do not let them see or hear you. Or we stand to lose everything. As you wish, my lord. My lord. By golly, I like the sound of that. Yahoo Annette. Aye, sir. Turn the motor off out of earshot and row in. You're not to be heard or seen. Is that understood? Aye, sir. Yo, sir. Yes, sir. Stop that. I hate that. You know that. Now, are you ready? Aye, master. We will be as quiet as a magic oh. carpet flying across the lost city of Tongumotu. Please. Still racist. Go get the boat ready and wait for Belladonna. Uh, yes, sir. <clears throat> Leave now. <sighs> Belladonna, watch them and make sure that they do not mess up. Yes, my warlord. I will put my dagger to their backs if they do. Viperessa, check their position on our tracking computer. Yes, my lord. Why do they have what? to have a sound effect for the laptop? And why, why do they have to have that sound effect? And why are they? Why is she looking at the sonar through Good. Internet Explorer? I and my men follow them at a far-off distance, and if they are discovered, leave them. Make sure our vessel is not seen or heard at all times. Yes, Diablo. I would keep them at a distance where it is impossible for them to notice us, but close enough where we can follow their every move. 
I just said that, didn't I? Yes. Yeah, you did. Your dinner party was a. Well, I don't care about this dinner party right now. Okay, so we're. Oh my God, we got a half hour left in this movie. I don't know if I can take much more of this. Okay. I really don't. No. So, what are our thoughts now as we near the home stretch? Like the captain, he's got Johnny as his friend and first mate. So everything's all good. Yep. And the uh, enemies bubbling as usual. Yeah. And Lou Rawls was paid for exactly 45 minutes worth of work. Yeah, based. I hope the check cleared. Oh, I hope so too. Well, at least he did write the theme song or co wrote the theme song to this movie. Yep. All right. So we're at the one hour. Two minute twenty nine second mark. So, so we're uh, like half. So we got half an hour of this movie left. About let's say a good thirty one minutes. Oh yeah yeah yeah. All right, five second countdown. Five, four, three, two, one, play. Someone forgot to white balance, Chico. Really? What's that? Pirates. Oh. oh, down you go. Good night, Irene. Hmm. Must have hit a seal or something. Yeah. Do you think that? A seal? Whatever gets you to bed at night, buddy. Anything in the water? What are you doing swimming out here? That's what I want to know. Well, don't that beat all? She was also paid. I just saw a woman in the water. Don't be daft. <laughs> the ocean's just playing tricks on you. Yeah. Oh, a mermaid. Uh, well, maybe it was old Squiddy then. <laughs> no, if it was old Squiddy, he would have grabbed you for sure. She threw a conch shell necklace on board. I wonder what that means. Get the dive gear together. Ah, we get the treasure first thing tomorrow. I doubloons, doubloons, doubloons. Makes me as silly as a loon, a loon, a loon. Did you hear that? What did you see? Stars. Lots of stars. <laughs> he has a massive concussion. Diablo gone to kill you for this. Kill me. No. 
kill all of us. Oh no. Praise Tongamatu. Save us. What's this Right, mate. Oh. We might have had a visitor yesterday, <laughs> uh, but more than likely that's just one of Captain Pearl's old necklaces. <laughs> I wonder where that beautiful girl went. Oh, stop you thinking about her, okay? Stop it. Watch out for old Squiddy. Hey, hey, hey. You know, I just remembered an old tale about mermaids. Mm. It said that if a mermaid is attracted to a landlubber, <laughs> then she throws a necklace at him. Oh. <laughs> oh. A mermaid. <laughs> mermaid. <laughs> Mermaids. <laughs> I was probably just to see playing tricks on you, mate. Now, come on. We've got work to do. Yeah, forget that. He's not going to forget it. No. Hey. He's back where he started? I don't understand what the... They're supposed to go to this island, right? Yeah. We haven't gone anywhere to the island. Is this like Salvage 1 where they don't go to the moon? They didn't even leave... The, did they even bother to shoot B-roll about the ship? I don't know. They can't even get off the <laughs> And that They couldn't get the boat the motor working, could they? No. No, they couldn't. Now they have to row it. Drop back. Alright. Now, listen, matey. Listen very carefully. Old Squiddy, he's real smart, kinda tricky one. So you gotta keep your eyes open all the time looking for him. And if you see him, yeah, take this and break it. It's an underwater flare. That should scare him away. Then you got plenty of time to get to the boat. And then you leave. Don't look back. You can have the boat. I imagine by then, oh, Squiddy, you'll have me for breakfast. <laughs> right, Captain Squid, I'll do exactly as you say. All right, come on, mate. Let's get in there, eh? What the? What? That's that's terrible. That is Star Trek in 1966 bad. Oh, it is. This is the worst freaking. I don't. Know. What am I even watching here? Wait, what? It's the treasure and the giant quote unquote squid. This is, this is so crappy. Look at this. I thought it was here, mate. I saw it here. Well, I guess it's the ocean playing tricks on you again. How come he has a line? No, he didn't. How come they don't have lines? 
I, I, do you want me to explain the logic of this movie? No. This is it, mate. That's the treasure. Huh? What? Pots and pans! Yeah. What about the other one? What? Wait. Behind you! Oh. Really? You suck. What about that nondescript uh, Rubbermaid-looking thing? Yeah. I'm guessing... Is that it? Tongamotu. Oh, that's clearly it. That's... Yep. This is it, Johnny. All dramatic music here. Cave creaking. Oh? What? It must have been a fish or something. Oh? Well, of course it was probably a fish. This is the ocean, Johnny. Technically, it's still the pier. All right, all right. Hey, Pickaboo! He just pinched. The squid just pinched Johnny on the ass. Touching my butt. Touching your butt, Johnny. Not me. Now, come on. Oh my God! Now don't be touching my butt, Johnny. Ow! Oh, oh, okay. Little wrestling. Let's get this up. I'll be going up now. Finish time. Uh, um. Tense music. behind this movie are astounding. I can hear the ocean. <laughs> I don't even, I don't even I know. I still hear the ocean. You're in the ocean. Wow, what a show. Johnny, you're in the ocean, dumbass. Soul. Yeah. So. Ugh, uh, don't even ask me what I think about this. That's garbage. 
This oh, yeah. is garbage. You know what garbage is? Yeah. This, this. is gar- this is garbage. Everything in that sequence was garbage. Like what are you? What? What? And the squid was tapping them both on the ass. Again, I want to stress this out. Family approved by the Dove Foundation. Again, clearly didn't watch this movie. All I can say is the Dove Foundation must have got a lot of money from John Cohn. Oh, yeah. He definitely got a lot of money. Okay. Well, all right. We're at 113.02 is when the commercial break happens. So five second countdown and play. Here we go. Five, Five, four, four, three, two, one, play. Oh yeah, they're gonna be rich. They're gonna be so rich, whoever wins the Mega Millions is gonna be jealous. Oh my god! That's a lot of gold. Oh yeah. How much of it is chocolate? That's so much gold, even Glenn Beck would be jealous. Now that you got all the money you need to do anything you want, what do you want to do? I want the pointy thing. I want the pointy thing. (laughs) You already are, Johnny. Don't you want to go and find a lady and, and settle down? You know, I've had some real tough times in my life, and things haven't always gone so well. Oh, really? But ever since I met you, I haven't had to say uh oh once. Oh! Not even once. Ever since I met you, I think you broke the spell. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. I haven't had any luck with them anyway. Yeah. Hey! What the- I want the pointy stick. Calm me down. It might. It might be the legendary scepter that vanished from the isle. Of Aramoto. Oh, centuries ago. That's one crappy looking scepter. The scepter of Tongue. Uh, it's said to have supernatural powers, Johnny. Wow. Cool. Cool story, bro. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Uh oh. It is nice of you to have brought our treasure out. Hey, what do you mean, your treasure? You stole that map. No, I didn't. I found that map out of dead man's chest in a bottle of rum. That map really belongs to us. Yes, but you killed my last first mate trying to take it from him. (laughs) Killed your last first mate? Holy fish bait. Stop whining. Gang him and shut him up. I was going to tell you that, Johnny. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Ominous music. Oh, that's the solution. He's going to use that to, to make himself free. Why did he do that before? That's not, this is the way that's going to work. It's not sharp enough. 
Well, it was. Well, shut up then. This movie makes no sense. No. Oh, he's got a wife beater on. Because of course he does. He looks like Ric Flair, only he let himself go. That's Ric Flair now in 2023. Have you seen what Ric Flair looks like now? Yes, I have. Kind of like that. Woo, indeed. Tense music. What's Lucky doing? Lucky, what are you doing? Yep! He's gonna dive in. Somber music. Oh, that's just playing we'll around wildly. Soon to be burning inferno. I would take it out a safe distance, and you motor out to me. Leave now. Go prepare to embark. Yes, my lord. Do not fail me or. I will do as you bid. I'm not done yet. Yeah. I will no, do done. as you bid, but do not try anything funny with me, or it will be you whose throat gets slit. Ooh. <laughs> Yahoo! Yes, Master. Follow that wench and see where she goes. Shall I kill her? Let me get Why back. does everybody want to kill everybody? Everybody wants to kill yes, everyone yes, in this movie yes, for some yes, reason. Yes, uh, Except for Johnny and the Captain. They're like besties. We'll fetch our captive guest from the Tiki. He will soon share Captain Squid's fate. Fetch! Come on, fetch! What is with all these cartoon sound effects? Oh, my I don't know. Well, at least you didn't say, uh-oh. Oh. oh. What's that? Hey, what are you doing? Are you crazy? <laughs> They're going to cook us up for fish bait. <laughs> yes, now the fish can eat you cooked instead of raw. Prepare for the transport of the treasure. Yes, my lord. You'll never get away with this, you slimy, tall bucket of brine. <laughs> Got your nose. You'll both be fish bait soon enough. Ah, good. User has returned. I have a special surprise for you, Captain Squid. Take that. Where is the prisoner? He has escaped. Damn it! Really? Where is the prisoner? He has escaped my lord i know that dumbass i will not accept that answer now where is he has disappeared then i suggest you find him lest you take his place yeah, yes my lord okay and you sir one more thing slap 
Man, Richard Ball slapping so hard, it makes Zachary Quinto jealous. Oh. 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 Oh, boy. Oh, he's in the water. <laughs> he's in deep water now. Yosa, stop playing into water. You'll only anger Stop the playing with yourself. No responsibility for his actions. Leave him. We have much work to do. Screw you. Screw this. And the squid's like, yeah, screw this too. I'm angry. Um. Okay, he's doing a free dive. And yeah. That squid doesn't look anything like the squid he was. Oh, that explains it. Yeah, the giant ass squid. Hey, guy. Uh, my eyes open. I'm chasing you. Dude, Obvious draws rip off music is obvious. So we can torch this boat. Hey guys, the the squid vessel, but it would look much better. Hey Squidward. Burning ship going down with a distress signal being sent. Hi, I'm Squiddy McSquidpants. Oh. <laughs> so, you escaped. But you did not know that I would be here. <laughs> oh, I knew you'd be here. But there's something you didn't know. Diablo knows all. Nah. I am human sweat. Thing I didn't tell you. I didn't tell you the area was guarded by a giant devil squid. Oh, now he knows. Feels like we're moving. Oh. Yeah, it does. How come they haven't come down to light this gasoline? Oh, yeah, who knows? Stupid henchmen probably fell overboard or killed each other off uh, looking for the treasure. See if you can get us loose. No problem, Captain. I used to get tied up when I was a kid. I've had a lot of practice. Oh, Yo, no. Have you had any practice no. on tying yourself? It's just tying done backwards. Yeah. I'm good at doing things backwards. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Ta-da! Yeah. Oh! Hey -o. Ah! oh! Oh! Oh, no! <laughs> really? Welcome, Captain. Hey. That's hey, lucky. Familiar. That's lucky. Yeah! That's my first mate. Lucky. I thought I was your first mate. No, you're my second first mate. That was my first first mate, the, the dead one. Well, what, did he come back to life? Just untie me, will you, Johnny? <laughs> uh oh. Oh. oh, wake up. Lucky, Lucky. Wake, wake the hell up, up Lucky. Up. I thought you were dead. They don't call me Lucky for nothing. <laughs> 
You can explain that all later. We gotta get out of here before the pirates come. Uh, they won't be coming back. They didn't count on old Squid here. The big galoot here. <laughs> There's Chummy. I was his first mate, but I guess you'll want your job back. <laughs> oh! 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 oh, look. I've come to take the treasure. Come on, I'm gonna tie you up. Save the captain, save Lucky. Save the captain, save Lucky. Save the captain, save Lucky. Somehow Lucky got his bandana back on. Bad continuity. You guys get out of here, I'll take the other stick. Are we worried about continuity now? That's not working. Force perspective is force. Yeah. That's disgusting. Oh, the granddaddy uh, of all emergencies. Oh, he's got the dynamite. Break. Here, boy. Here, boy. Come and get it. It's fake. Yeah, obviously. No S. Oh, no. Oh, it's... no. Oh. Oh, this is gonna. This ain't gonna end well. Oh, look at crappy flame. Put in like Adobe. Oh. Oh, Adobe Premiere, and now it blew up. It crappily blew up the boat. Oh no, Johnny! Oh, Johnny's dead. Yeah, we can see that. It's all my fault. It is. Gave his life to save ours. Our salute. Have a moment of silence in his honor. Moment of silence. Moment gone. Oh, the mermaid saved him. Oh. And kissed him back to life, apparently. Yeah, because that's apparently how it works. No, wait. Dang, just my luck with women. Did you hear something? I'm alive and I've got the treasure. The treasure too. I literally just said that. One heck of a first mate there. <laughs> I thought you. I was, but I've had just about as much excitement as I can stand for a lifetime. I'm hanging up my first mate hat for good. There you are, Johnny. How about it? Huh? The job's still open if you'll have her. Oh, what's up? Look at me. <laughs> 
I see what you did there, Johnny. Yeah. Oh, he almost lost the treasure. Salty Dog 2! It looks just like the old one. Yes. That's the joke. Oh, look. Captain's with his lady again. Everybody's all happy. Everyone's dancing. So is Captain Pearl. Oh. Oh, he got the mermaid. I knew you were real. I knew it, Captain Squid. She's real. She's, she's real and she's here. <laughs> Are you going to set her free? Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. Ooh. Oh, oh. Ooh. Oh, that's how it works. Well, now you're just gonna have to see me dancing. Oh, you can talk now. Uh oh. Here we go again. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh What? Who's that? Damned if I know. Oh yeah, it's that guy. It's, the, it's freedom. Yes. Oh. Bob and a boopy. Oh, he's gonna call Lou Rawls on the flip phone again. Don't worry, Freedom. I have them in my sights. Hmm. I wonder just how powerful this thing is. What? Need to talk about it, but come and see me. That's what? Terrible. That was terrible. There's absolutely no continuity whatsoever. I I don't understand the ending of that. It's like they chose the ending of whatever the 2004 equivalent of chat GPT was to write the ending for it. Yeah. Let's go with that. Yeah. So what are our final thoughts? I want, I, I will build John Cope for my time. Yeah. That's my final thought. Yeah. Once again, Mike, you were <laughs> very smart to skip this. Yes, you were.
Okay, my final unofficial count. Not in counting, not counting the song. Okay, not counting the song. The amount of times my unofficial count of the word "uh oh" was spoken. Twenty-three. That is one. If my math is correct, that is one uh oh every four minutes. Sure. Gotta, gotta do, gotta say something about this. Yeah. All right. So, as we're recording this, what is to come on It Was a Thing on TV? Well, we're releasing this on our Podbean feed right after we've released episode 400. Yep. Tequila and, and Bonetti. And that's coming. That came on, on Thursday. Thursday, yes. yeah. And, so, and yeah. Monday was... Uh... Salvage One. Mm-hmm. So this week coming up, well, like I said, remember a couple of years ago when we did the Shockmaster and that was... Whole, well, not... No, uh, the Shockmaster no. we're covering, the, but remember when we covered the Gobbledygooker and it yes. was hilarious. It was well, hilarious. And now we're going to be covering the WCW version of the Gobbledygooker. The Shockmaster. The Shockmaster. And you don't know anything about the Shockmaster, I right? Don't know a, I don't know a blessed thing about the Shockmaster. Good. It sounds, like, it sounds like something you use to work on your fitness, you see. Okay, good. Because I don't want you to research anything about the Shockmaster. I am not going to research a thing about the Shockmaster. You know what? I'm going to come in this. And because I'm going to do the, I'm going to do the show live from Virginia next week live to recording from Virginia next week. I'm not going to research a thing. Okay, good. But the, also, the second episode. Second episode is, begins our Back to School trilogy for 2023 with a Canadian show that aired briefly in America and a friend of the show just might make an appearance. Maybe. Possibly. Maybe. But that's all to come later on It Was a Thing on TV. Thanks for joining us for this special live show. And we'll see you with some more of that stuff coming down the pike real soon. (coughs) Uh Uh-oh. Thank